Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. All right. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity in your presence. Speak your word to us in a way that will understand. We give you glory. We give you praise. We humble ourselves before you. We say, Lord, do as you please with us. To you be glory and praise forever and ever. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated, please. All right. It's good to see everybody. Okay. Let me just scan through. Okay, Amanda. Okay. All right. Great. Well, today, um, just for a brief moment, I want to look at Seven benefits of the basenta to the church. Okay. We've talked about um, the basenta as a church in your house. Is that not so? Yeah, the church Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in prayer and fellowship, and in breaking of bread from house to house. So we saw that the church, there's one in church and there's one in houses. Amen. So we are talking about the church in house, which is called the basenta. All right. Say amen. amen. Good. And we talked about uh, facts or things that happen at the basenta or things that must be the bas- in the basenta, what the basenta is, and things that are in the basenta. I said there must be uh, the basenta is for teaching the word of God, is for breaking of bread. Many of you really liked the breaking of bread. So that's been powerful. We talked about how to have a center meeting. Is that not so? So now today we want to look at benefits of the basenta to the church. Okay? Then God willing next week we'll look at benefits of the basenta to you. To the church members. You see it? Because for people to do something, they need to know how it will benefit them. Amen. So let's start with the church. So, number one benefit of the basenta, the basenta meetings make it possible for there to be continuous prayer in the church. Basentas allow for there to be continuous prayer, not just prayer, but continuous prayer in the church. Amen. And this prayer breaks the effect or the spiritual atmosphere, it affects the spiritual atmosphere in the communities where you have the basenta. So the basenta allows there to be prayer. In Let's say if you have the basenta in woodlands, it allows for prayer to go on in woodlands. Amen. And this prayer affects the spiritual atmosphere where the basenta is. Amen. Gradually, as your basenta prays, as the members of the basenta pray all the time, 
in Basenta meetings, in various prayer meetings that are held in the communities, Satan's power over the place weakens. Every area is affected by a certain spiritual power. So the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, please put it up there, against principalities and against powers and spiritual weakness and rulers of the darkness in high places. Do you guys? A spiritual wickedness in high places and rulers of the darkness against powers and against principalities. Principalities refer to spirits that dominate an area. Amen. Every area is dominated by a certain spirit. UKZ10 campus is dominated by a certain spirit. Yeah. There's a spirit that is in charge. That's the principal. So every school, you have what we call the principal. It means the one who's the authority there. Do you get it? And Satan being the god of this world dominates every area with a certain kind of demon. There are some places that if you go to, all you can think about is fornication. That's why you never see anybody having their quiet time in a nightclub. If you are in a nightclub, those of you who were there recently, you will see that it has not changed. Do you get it? What are the powers that go on there? Drinking, smoking. They fornicate there or they prepare to go and fornicate? Both. Oh, some are indoors and some are without. Do you get it? It's a, it's a spirit that operates there. There's a lustful spirit that dominates the place. You don't see anybody suddenly is preaching. I mean, can you imagine you go to the nightclub, DJ in Zege Zege is the one playing over there, or DJ Black, he's playing over there. Then suddenly in the middle of preaching, he said, Father, thank you today. I want to share this word. I mean, there'll be confusion. The... the <laughs> The principality there will not allow. There are some areas where there are a lot of accidents. There are some areas where there's a lot of murder. There are some areas where there's a lot of sin. Is Satan ruling these areas with these powers? There are some areas where there's a, one of the principalities on UKZ and campus is wastefulness which is the spirit we call belly yahar, which makes a human being useless. So you see a good person doing very well suddenly goes to UKZ and camp. Before long, an idea has come. We don't want to take church seriously. By the time we see, you know, they spoil their lives. Useless their lives. If they say, you can use English like that. Useless their lives. <laughs> it's a spirit. It's a spirit. And if you are on UKZN campus or on a university, not just UKZN, no, pastor is against UKZN. UKZN is all we have. We cannot use anywhere. I can't use any other. Okay, Harvard campus. A spirit on Harvard campus. How can you relate with Harvard campus? It's UKZN that is here. Or DUT. They are brothers. DUT. Just waste your life. You see, you no, know, the person has messed up their life. 
into something. Sometimes even experimenting with things that have nothing to do with you. It's a principality there. So every area has its principality that is moving there. Even in a geographical area, let's say like if you take like in Bali, I'm sure some places are more dangerous than some places. Because the principality is more crazy in that place than the other place. Do you see? So this is the spiritual climate in places. And without prayer going into that place, that, that will be the force that will dominate there. But when there's a basenta there and they are praying all the time, they are praying. I said in a basenta, there must be prayer. So when they are praying regularly, what happens is that this prayer breaks the back of the devil. It breaks the influence of the spirit, the principality that controls the place. The Bible tells us 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, 3 to 5. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Why? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. Alright, I see that we are live again. Casting down imaginations. So you can send out the link to who you must send it to. Casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every high thought to the obedience of Christ. As the Bible tells us that the, our weapons that we have, they are able to pull down spiritual strongholds. Do you get it? In atmospheres, in places, able to pull it down. And if the basenta prays, it affects the atmosphere. Anywhere you go, last Sunday I went to church, not last Sunday, the Sunday before last, I went to church, I got there a little early, I drove around the area. I was driving with somebody. As I drove around the area, I saw different churches in their place. I, saw, I told the person, this is a good place to have a church. You would think that if you are the only church there. So the person said, oh, I thought that if we are the only church there, then everybody will come to us. I said, it's not true. If you are the only church there, it means the people there don't go to church. Nobody has come to pray there. There's a reason why you are the only church there. Nobody has come to pray there to break the hold of the devil. So people, they usually don't go to church. But when you go to a place where there are a lot of churches, it means people have been praying. For people to be born again and, be, and come to church and have a free way of serving God, somebody has to invest prayer. So the more churches you have there, the more prayer goes into the atmosphere. And the more prayer that goes into the atmosphere, the weaker the devil becomes. And the weaker the devil becomes, the more people are able to escape into the kingdom of God. That's how it operates. So when you see churches, it means church works there. You also come and add. Anytime you go, it chips something off the power of the enemy. Then the next church also comes. Then the devil's power is being broken. Then another one. Like that continuously. So when you have a basenta somewhere, it helps to break the power of the devil in the area. Hallelujah. It helps for prayer to continue. It helps for more prayer to go up into the atmosphere to weaken the devil in the place. For people to be saved, the devil has to be weakened. 
The Bible tells us that the God of this world, he has blinded the eyes, Corinthians 4, 4, blinded the eyes of those who don't believe. When you see somebody who doesn't believe, the person is blind. Why do I say so? I mean, if you can see danger coming, you can see danger coming. Everybody will run for help. So when you see danger coming and somebody doesn't mind, it means the person is blinded to that danger. Blinded. You sound so. My situation is different. Oh, no. It's because of you. You were too slow. That's why you got pregnant. Listen, in out, in out, it leads to pregnancy. You will get pregnant. It's not a case. It's just a matter of. So you were slow. You were not smart. It's going to happen to you. So when the person says, Oh, as for me, my case is different, the person is just blind to the reality. Just blind. And the Bible says, The God of this world. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Which means that they has deceived them not to believe. Have you not advised somebody to you is so clear to you, but the person cannot see? Or have you not been advised? That you couldn't, how many of you have been advised you couldn't see? I won't look, I won't, I, I, I'm blind. I'm blind, blind. You put your hand down so that I can turn my head. Yeah. Have you not been advised that you, you felt that? No, no, no. My case is... Pastor doesn't understand. Pastor was born many years ago. Times have changed. Things are different. Pastor was not even born in South Africa because pastor was born in exile. So pastor doesn't know what happens in South Africa. Pastor can't understand. He doesn't know. He doesn't speak Zulu. He doesn't understand Zulu, the Zulu culture, until it happens to you. Why did it? Why, why is it? The God of this world has blinded the, the, their minds. Blinded. I thought it was eyes that you blind, but it's blinded the minds. So no matter how much you explain, like today somebody told me, I can never stop drinking alcohol. I said, oh, something will make you stop. He said to me, until I die. I said, oh, I told him it's not true. Unless it kills you, but it's not true. Something will make you stop. Then I said to him, do you know something called cirrhosis of the liver? When it hits you, you will stop. He said me, I can never stop. So I asked him why. Then he said to me, how would the people go to school if I stop drinking? I should wait. Eh? I'm waiting. <laughs> Tell me when to continue. I'm waiting. So I said, ah, how is it quoted? He said, oh, the people who sell the alcohol, if he stops drinking, how would they send their children to school. So I, 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 I said to him, I'm sure you didn't pass my trick, did you? Because even if this is how your mind is working, there's no way you could have passed even hello. You can't. Because the latitude, the latitude of your understanding. So I asked him, I said, so those whose parents don't sell alcohol, how do they go to school? How do they go to school? How do they go to school? But I said, you know something? 
it's, it's too early. I've not had breakfast. It's too early for my, me to waste my time to have an attitude. More especially because of the latitude of your understanding. So I asked him, do you understand latitude? He said, no. I said, that's why I will not even explain to you. I said, that, I told you, I said, this is why I will not even bother to explain to you because no matter how much I explain, your mind is so blind. You, you see, and you know this, you know what he's saying? It's not something, it's not his wisdom. He has just heard somebody say, in, the Bible calls it gesturing. To gesture, to gesturepose, gesturing. It's like he's gesturing. It's like just something that sounds wise and clever, but it's foolishness. If you were to sit and think, because when I tell that, oh, how would the people whose parents sell alcohol take their children? It sounds smart. Jody, you have finished university three times already in this your short life. Doesn't it sound clever? But if you were to pause a little after a cup of tea, you will see that this is total foolishness. You see that this is a clear word from an idiot. So I said, because you don't understand even the word latitude, I won't waste my time because I will, it's like trying to argue with a fool. You will talk and you will never understand because his reasoning is so, so I said, don't worry. One day, you will meet a doctor. He will tell you that you have cirrhosis of the liver. That condition will make you stop drinking. Because nothing will go in. Do you get it? That's when you will see that. It's not death alone that will make you stop drinking. Something can make you stop drinking way even before you die. So, Satan's way of getting people not to follow the right thing is to blind their minds. So that no matter what you explain to them, you can tell them about Christ. They will say, hey, I see your point, but... How about this? I see your point, but how about the thing that makes them see your point and it to enter their heart is when the power of the devil is broken to take away the blindness. And the Bible says, when the blindness is taken away, the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the image of God, will shine to them. So, it's not like God is waiting for the blindness to go before the light can shine. The light is shining, but they can't see it. The blindfold makes it impossible for them to see. So, when the basenta prays, then that blindfold is lifted from there. Then now they can see the light. Now they can see the light. So when they see the light, then they be, who will see glory and not want to be part of it? Everybody wants to be part of it. When they are not part of it, it's because they can't see. And when you don't pray, they will not see. So the basenta allows for people to pray continually to break the power of the devil. That's why I say in a basenta, there must be prayer. There must be prayer. Number two, we are going to seven and then we have close. And perhaps this is the main one. That's why we've taken some time with it. Number two. The tooth one. The basenta serves as a tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit to win souls. To win souls. To win souls in the community. 
Remember, once we talk about the bar center, we are talking about a church that is in a community, on a street, in an area. So the bar center serves as a tool for this soul winning. For soul winning. That's why there must be evangelism in your bar center. You cannot have a bar center without evangelism. Because that's the tool that the Holy Spirit has in his hand to use for soul winning. Where you say you have the bar center. So if your bar center is at Allow Ridge, it's immediately the Holy Spirit has something to use. The Holy Spirit always wants something to use there. But usually they don't have. The Bible says, I sought for a man and I found one. So God is always looking for somebody. So as soon as a basenta comes there, your basenta comes there, God has got a group of three people, a group of five people, a group of seven people, a group of ten people to use to win souls in Alorich. In Alorich. He immediately has some people in UKZN to use to win souls. How many of us are disappointing the Holy Spirit where we are? Because we don't want to souls. We don't want to get. Meanwhile, he's counting on us. He's depending on us to win souls there. He's depending. Ever since we went to Masgrave, I'm sure we have led about 40 to 50 people to Christ in one month that we have been there. Yeah. That we have been there. Every day I preach, the whole church, they give their life to Christ. Yeah. And I've been preaching about Jesus for four Sundays continuous. Who is Jesus? Why people believe in Jesus? Where Jesus came from? Everything Jesus. You give your life to Christ now you'll be tired. Yeah. When I finished last Sunday, the white lady in the church, she came to me. I was so amazed by the number of people who came forward to give their life to Christ. I said to her, this is just the beginning. Give your life to Christ. Uh, sometimes you will not even be satisfied when you are given. So you catch your name and say, look, come so that we can be two to give it twice. Yeah. What? Is this something I'm doing? No. We are just allowing ourselves to be tools, weapons in the hands of the Holy Spirit. So that he can use us. We are just allowing ourselves to be used by the Holy Spirit. To even today we were there mapping up areas we need to go to to win souls. Hey, we go to Deban like it's just here. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, even tomorrow somebody will go to Deban. Yeah, we go to Deban like it's just one 24 runs um, Uber away. So those of you who like buying fuel, please remember us. Ne? If you feel the Lord leading you, come and buy fuel for us. Amen. I mean, what stops you to say that, Pastor Lungani, I see you go to Deba all the time. Let me fill your tank this week. Oh, you'll be contributing to soul winning. Yeah, because when I go to Deba twice, my tank is empty. And my full tank is a thousand rands before the increase. So let's go and fill our tanks tonight. <laughs> Amen. I say you are a tool in Pastor Spellele, a tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit in Popomain. So if souls are not being worn there, it's not the fault of the Holy Spirit. It's you, you are not allowing him to use you to win souls. Pastor the Holy Spirit, he wants to win souls. If souls are not being worn in Bali, it's not the fault of God. In this community, there's very bad. 
you are not allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. Instead of complaining about your roommate, lead her to Christ. Bishop, you have not met my roommate. If you can see Satan and the dragon, <laughs> it's either Satan or the dragon or the Antichrist. Go on your knees and pray till the devil let the chains of the devil break off this roommate and lead the roommate to Christ. So when there's a basenta somewhere, immediately the Holy Spirit has got to a weapon for soul winning. Number three. The basenta is the benefit. So I'm talking about the benefits of the basenta to the church. So the church immediately gets a soul winning unit in your area, in your house. The basenta brings the kingdom of God to the people's doorstep. The basenta brings the kingdom of God to the people's doorstep or to the doorstep of the people. The gospel of Jesus Christ is brought to people's doorstep through the church in your house. Often in the church, we want sinners to come to us instead of we going to them. Jesus gave us a clear instruction in Matthew 28 that go ye into the world, 19 and 28, 19, 20, and preach the gospel. Jesus has asked the church to go. The church is sitting in the church and saying, come. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But the church has taken a position, a disposition. Come. If you come to us, then we will lead you to Christ. Teaching them to do whatsoever I've taught you, Lord, I'm with you to the end. Always. It's like we are waiting for them to come. When they come, we'll lead them to Christ. But the center allows us as a church to take the gospel to the people, to their doorsteps. Now listen, unbelievers and non-church goers, they are, they, look, unbelievers are not into going to church. They are into staying at home. They are, even their misconceptions about the church make it impossible for them to go to church. I mean, today, I, I tried to invite somebody to church. The person told me, I need to go and buy clothes. I need to go and buy clothes. Which tells me that the person doesn't go to church because they don't have the supposed clothes they think they must wear to church. So if I'm going to go to church, then I need to buy clothes. So until the person gets money to buy new clothes, they are not coming. I said, they are not what? Coming. So now we have to, com- have to convince the person that, look, you can wear anything you like and come to church. Just make sure you wear thing. Yeah, come as you are, but don't come bare. It's not the Garden of Eden. Even the Garden of Eden, they, made, they used leaves to make apron. And God came to make clothes for them. So wear something, but wear anything and come. You have to tell the person that we don't wear fancy clothes in the church. Do you get it? 
So I'm sure when the person comes on Sunday, they see my nice clothes, say, hey, the pastor has lied to me. Yeah, so next this Sunday I have to wear maybe a muscle t-shirt or something just to convince the person. Yeah, I have to do a dress down, convince the person. Do, do you get it? <laughs> yeah, muscle t-shirt or vest or something to appear there. So I have to do a lot of push-ups this week to build my calves. Then I wear my muscle, then I appear. Amen. Do you get it? Tells you that the person doesn't go to church. Unbelievers don't go to church. They don't ask what do you wear to go to lectures. So I have lectures in my room. Yeah, in my room online. Pajamas. And every time I say you can wear anything you wear to the, you can just make sure you are wearing something. Income. Hallelujah. But if I'm going to tell you, I have a party, let's go. They will never tell me that. They have clothes for the party already. Yeah, they have clothes for the party already. Unbelievers are not disposed towards going to church. So if we have a chance of reaching them, it's by us taking the gospel to them. And by doing sentence, we give ourselves a chance to take the gospel to the adult step. Because it's just, you are just my next door neighbor. You already come to me to borrow sugar, salt, bread, and cabbage. It was the name of the one that we took to you. Pumpkin. And half a slice of pumpkin. Pumpkin. So, the same way you come with your bowl that you are coming to borrow sugar. Come like that to the Bacenta meeting. Then the gospel will come to them. Gospel will come to them. I know why you are not clapping. Because you are waiting for how it benefits you. Yeah, this is the pastor. This is a benefit to the church. I mean, what is it going to do to me? Hey, church members. Bible says, once upon a time, a certain man had a great supper and he invited many people. And when it was supper time, Luke 14, when it was supper time, the people he had asked to come, they all started to make excuses. They said, we cannot come. This one said, I've married a wife. I can't come. Somebody said, I've bought a field. I can't come. Somebody said, I've bought yokes of oxen. I cannot come. That is the disposition of unbeliefs and non-church goers. That's their natural disposition. You can't just tell them to come and they will come. So an easier way is to take the church to them. To church. After they had gone to call all the people, 22, 23, they, the servant said to the master, Lord, we have done everything that you have said and there is still room. The place is still empty. Then he said, go into the highways and into the byways and into the hedges. Go and find those who are on the highways. Go and find those who are in the hedges, which is the paras and the totis who are hiding in the trees. Hedges means trees and walls. You know those people usually sit on the wall, the wall and then when the ladies are passing, they'll be whistling. Pastor Tyler and Co. Those are the people I'm talking about. Go and find them. Yeah, they'll be sitting on the wall in the corner. So, you don't even know they are there. You are just coming. You have to go. 
you are come, you have already. If you knew they were over there, you would have passed somewhere else. But as soon as you turn, no, there they are. You can't go. As soon as you want to say, hey, I went. Where are you going? What's Allah? <laughs> What's Allah? <laughs> yeah. He said, those guys, they won't come to church. You have to take the church to them. Those are the people in the hedges. Hedges and walls. <laughs> yeah. Hey. They are just sitting there making fun of everybody who passes. Yeah. Making fun of the timers. Making fun of the mamas. Making fun of the ladies. I mean, they are there robbing the guys. They are sitting there. Hey, where's Allah? Where's Allah? Who phone one? They bring, yeah, they take from you. They are sitting there. Oh, get away and go. Then they, are, they won't run away. They are sitting there with your phone. But you can't do anything. Then you go. Then they are waiting for the next person. Those are the people. He said, take the gospel to them. Instead of complaining about crime, take the gospel to them. Because the government cannot change them. The police cannot change them. It's the gospel that will change them. So take it to them. Hallelujah. Take it to them instead of waiting for them to come. They will never come. The people we have found in mass grace, they would have never come to us if we didn't go to them. They would have never. Why would they even know that we exist? Are we that popular? Are we Nelson Mandela? We are not that popular. They wouldn't have come to us. We have to go to them. So if you are sitting in the church waiting for them to come, they would never come. They will never come. Churches that are not growing is because they are not going out to find the people. If you will go out, but centers that are not growing are because they are not going out to find the people. Centers that are not growing is the center against. Why is it not growing? Why doesn't it grow? It has been seven, eight, seven, eight for two full years. What was the problem? You are not going out to the people. If you will rise up and go out to the people, you will see it will start to grow. The master said to the Lord, and the Lord said to unto the servant, go out into the highways. He said, look, there are some people there in the highways. There are some people there also in the hedges. And go and force them to come in. Take it to them instead of sitting and waiting for them. Rare, once a while, something is chasing somebody, then they will come into the church. Then you will lead them to Christ. But generally speaking, they are always in their hideouts. They are comfortable in their hideouts. Unless you take the gospel to them, you won't find them. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number four or number five? Four? You sure it's four? Okay, let me give you five then. <laughs> the basenta ensures that the ensures the healthy growth of the church. The healthy growth of the church. The healthy growth of the church. Healthy. Healthy growth. The church must grow in numbers, but it must also grow spiritually. So the basenta helps for the people in the church to grow spiritually through the teachings, the preaching, 
to them in the percentage. They are fed the word of God. Then they grow, they grow, they grow. So it's not only the numbers increasing, but the people growing spiritually. As they are fed the word of God, they grow. No Christian grows without the word of God. No, you can't use muti and tricks for your, for your, your members to grow. They have to grow on the word of God. The Bible says that the sincere milk of the word makes you grow as a Christian. It's the word of God that makes you grow. We used to sing, read your Bible, pray every day. If you want to grow, if you want to grow as a Christian, you must read your Bible and you must pray every day. So the basenta allows people to read the Bible a little more. Amen. Amen. Read the Bible a little more. Read another verse. Read another scripture. Hear another preaching. Pray a little more. Which are all ingredients of growth. Ingredients of growth. Without a basenta, you see the people Sunday after Sunday. Sunday after Sunday. Sunday after Sunday. Now, if you eat once a week, Sunday, no matter even how much you eat on Sunday, it doesn't make you grow. It cannot make you grow. Because for the next, maybe you finish eating on Sunday, you have gained weight. Monday, Tuesday, by Wednesday, you start losing it. Thursday, you have lost all of it. By Friday, sin has even entered, which is a form of spiritual sickness. It has entered. Then you start to lose. You know when you are sick, you lose weight faster. You lose, you shrink faster. So when people fall sick, so I've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, when the sickness goes, you start gaining again. Stop making too much noise. Hey, pastor, when I went home for holidays, I, you got corona. That's why you lost weight. Now that you are back, don't you see that you are twice? Yeah. So sin will enter, then they will lose even more of their growth. But if they are fed the word of God regularly, 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 they are likely to grow. They are likely to, they are likely to be healthy. 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 What does the word of God do? Even cures you of your blindness. It cures you of your short-sightedness. The Bible says, if these things be in you and abound, they make sure that you are neither blind nor short-sighted. So it cures you of your blindness. Your blindness means your, your, your areas of deception. Many people are deceived. What you think it is, you, sometimes it's not what it is. That's why the Bible says, your pastor, his job is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Sometimes you think you understand something until it is explained to you. Yeah. I mean, like today, I had a chat with some of the person. I want to marry somebody who's about 10, a lady. I want to marry who's about 10 years older than me, you know, 10, 12. I said, well, it's not bad. But what it means is that by the time you are 30, he's 42. You are 40. He's 52. Do you get it? You want to go jogging. Even walking is a problem for him. By the time you are 50. By 45, you have become a nurse. It's, It's the truth. You have become a nurse. 
you are administering medication, you are said, take this at 4 o'clock, take this at 7.22. Please drink water before you sleep. Uh, you are sleeping this way, turn this way, then you'll be hitting his back when he's sleeping. The whole night you can't sleep. Oh. You are hitting his back so that his food doesn't choke him. Oh! At 45, you are shaking him so that if he's still alive. I mean, <laughs> Because as he's asleep, the way he has opened his mouth, you don't know whether he's dead or not, so you have to shake him to check. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he stops snoring, something must be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Every day you are at a pharmacy shop, young lady like that. No, 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 no. Hey. When he breaks through, I explain, I said, you see, what you, have not, what you have not thought about is that when you marry him, his friends will become your friends. Do you get it? I thought they are different. This is one problem. There are three. I'll, I'll share with you that. I'll share one. So remind. This one is when you marry, his friends will become your friends. And his friends are all elderly. And their wives will become your friends. So every day you are working with wives that look like your aunties. <laughs> So, you cannot even feel free amongst them. Anything that must be done, they send you because you, you are the lighty. You are the lighty in the wife's fraternity. You are the child in the fraternity. Did you get it? It's like, and you can't be happy with them. And when you bring your children, you look your, your friends into their mix. You look childish. It's like, oh, who are these children? Who are here, but they have to put up with you, with you because you are his wife. And you also have to put up with them because they are his friends and his friends' wives. Do you see? And you can't say you won't. Because if you are not nice to your husband's friends, you are beginning to lose your husband. Because those are the people he hangs out with. Those are the people when he's having problems with you, he will say, you see, my wife, she did that. If they like you, they'll say, oh, but you will leave her, leave her. But if they don't like you, they'll say, oh, that girl I've always known. Zenande, I've always known. I've always known. No, it's not related to Zenande. I'm, I'm solving another problem. <laughs> the, the third one, the third one is... What ex- I'll give you another one, okay? What excites you doesn't excite him. Do you get it? Like we grew up with Michael Jackson. That's what we grew up with. But you grew up with Torino Nature. Taribo, Skamur, that's you want to chill with the big boys. Uh-huh, that's the song. Ama Piano. So you want to talk about Ama Piano. He wants to talk about Lionel Richie. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see in your eyes. I can see it in your, I can feel it in your sound. Are you somewhere feeling lonely? Or the someone loving you. Ah, that's what we grew up with. So there you are. You are in the Justin Timberlake um, age. And he is in the Lionel Richie and the Commodores. So when he starts having a conversation, he talks about the Commodores. He said, ah, 
they come, you don't know anything. Which Commodores? Jerry Kells. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you'll be so bored. He's talking about uh, Luther Vandross. <laughs> Barry White, Teddy Pendergrass. These are the people he chats about. And you want to chat about Beyonce? Step down. They don't love you like I love you. That's what he wants to tell. Back up. Don't love you like I love you. Hold up. Then he'll be looking at you. Eh? What is this? Oh, stop that nonsense over there. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Pastor Yvonne's favorite musician is Yellow Man. Do you know Yellow Man? She went to watch Yellow Man and they whip her at home. Do you know Yellow Man? Jamaicanized, 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 Jamaicanized. You don't know that one. So if you are, <laughs> she wants to talk about London Cold. <laughs> and you don't know London Cold. One of you is named Freedom and Justice. Which one of you anyway? Let's go back. <laughs> Let me go and preach. <laughs> yeah. He's into Yvonne Chaka Chaka. Incomoti. And you don't know anything about Incomoti. <laughs> what am I saying? I said... Your, the word of God or your pastor's job is filled with knowledge and understanding. And many of them are making so many mistakes because of their warped understanding. So the more we come to teach them, the more understanding comes to them. And when they have understanding, proper understanding, they begin to grow. It cures the blindness. It cures their delusions. It cures their... one thing I said, I mean the person said to me, I want to marry somebody who's established. So upon interrogation, I realized that what she wanted to say was, I want to marry somebody who is not, it's not like now he's coming to her, so he's now going to start looking for a job. At least he has started work. So I had to explain to the person, when you say somebody who's established, you give the impression that you you are a gold digger. Do you get it? Rather say, I want somebody who has started life. So it's not like the person has a bad mind though. It's just the understanding of even the words. Latitude. Even the words. So some of people are doing things because their understanding is warped. Or they don't even, what they think it is, it's not what it is. So as you teach them, they get a better understanding. And when they get a better understanding, they grow properly. They grow proper. They grow steadily, 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 steadily. So you see, the church becomes healthy. The church will become filled with people who are spiritual, people who read the word of God, people who pray. That's what the church becomes filled of. Three in three minutes. Number next one. The basenta helps to care for the people. The basenta becomes a care unit of the church for the people. Acts chapter one verse. 
Acts chapter 6 verse 1 to 6, he explains to us when they said there was problems in the church as to do with the care of the people. He said the widows, the Hebrews, there was a problem between the Grecians and the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. It means the widows were not being cared for. Then the apostles said, let us select people to care for the people so that we can give attention to prayer and to ministering the word. So when we have Bacentes, people are cared for. The the, the church is able to care for its people. Amen. The pastor alone cannot care for everybody. Imagine the pastor will die. So the Bacenta helps the church to care for the people. It becomes a care unit. Number five. I told you three in three minutes. The Bacenta number six helps for leadership development in the church. It helps to train people in the church. To train people. To train. as a training ground. Because when you have a basenta, as the basenta grows, once the basenta gets to 10, we split the basenta into two. We prepare. By 12, we split it into two. So if, if one person has come to start a basenta, as it is growing, people must be trained so that when it grows, we can split it for them to take over the next unit. That's how it works. So people are continually being trained to become basenta leaders. So it serves as a training ground. A training ground. So if you're a basenta member, what you should know is that you are the next basenta leader. Or it's just a matter of time. You are the next basenta leader. You will not be a member forever. You will soon become the basenta leader. So each time you come, open your eyes and watch the meetings well. It's a training for you because very soon you will be the one leading it. Very soon you will be leading it. Even sooner than you expect. You'll be le- as soon as you start counting the numbers and it's nearing 10, you start preparing because you are the next basenta leader. Because we have to split. And if we have to split, one of you has to take charge. One of you is the new leader. So if we split, it's a group of 12. And we split eight here, four here. You are the new leader of the four. And you also have to grow it. And if you are not chosen in the first set to go and lead, when the eight grows to 12 again and it splits, you are the next person to go and lead it. So it creates room for training. More people are trained. More people are trained in the word of God to become leaders. That's why it's good for a church to have bus centers. Because there will not be a lot of avenues to... Imagine the church is just, you come to church and I preach. You come to church and I preach. There will not be avenues for anybody to become a leader. Because we don't have need for a leader. Necessity is the mother of invention. Because there's the need for leaders, that's why we train leaders. So when we create the need, we would have to raise leaders. Because if you don't raise leaders, who can lead? Who will lead? Who can lead and who will lead? So one of you in the Basenta must rise up to become the leader. So even as a Basenta leader, you must be looking out for the serious ones so that you can train them. Yeah, you can't just be in the Basenta, be the Basenta leader and be blind and just be happy gathering them. You should start to identify the serious ones. Those who come and help with arrangement of the chest. Those who when you say, oh, let's turn to this scripture. So can somebody read? Then she will read. It's all signs of leadership. You can be there with people even when you ask them to read. 
deaf and dumb spirit will catch them. They can never read. It's not like they don't know how to read. They know how to read. They've gone to school. They've passed. They can read the English. But to read in the group immediately, you see, they become deaf and dumb at once. They will never read. You can see there's no leadership in such a person. Some will even get angry because he asked them to read. You can say, what did we do last week? Four of them, they don't remember anything while they were sitting in front. They don't remember anything. But then you have one girl there, oh, you said, I mean, recently I had a meeting with a group of people. I asked them, if you have 50, <laughs> if you have 50 oranges and you have to share to 10 people, how many will one get? There was one person sitting right looking at me. The longer she looked at me, the more her mouth filled with air, oxygen. So I asked the next person. Then he, she mentioned something funny. They were all ladies too. I don't know why. They mentioned some funny, funny number. She said 15. I said, hey, 15. So if you give one person 15, what will the others get? <laughs> Do you get it? Then I asked one tiny little girl. I said, do you understand what I'm saying? She said, yes. I said, explain it to this one. Then she explained it. Still, the person couldn't understand. So I asked her, what will... Then she told me, oh, one person will get five. Immediately, I said to her, pastor, take this one serious. Out of all the people you brought to come and see me, take this one seriously. Yeah, she was the smallest in the group. Smallest. Smallest in age. Smallest in size. She couldn't even fill one chair. Small like that. It's like she's still loading. It's not complete. Like that. I told the pastor, take this one seriously. Because you are sitting with people, they can't even divide 50 by 10. The one who can divide, there's leadership in that one. Begin to work on that one. That one will become a leader in the church. Work on that one. Yeah. So you two ask the percentile leader, you are there. You say, what scripture did we use last week? So, eh, you said, you said X, X, X. Yeah, I remember you said X. I don't remember the numbers, but you said X. Meanwhile, the others are sitting down low. Immediately, you, you mark this one. Good for leadership. There's potential. There's potential. Sometimes even they know the answer, they will never say it. It means they are proud. No, it means they are proud. They are either lazy or proud. Most of the time, it's pride than laziness, but laziness is also a factor. Because they are so lazy to even open their mouth. A lazy man, he's too lazy to take food from his hand. Move the food from his hand to his mouth. He's hungry. He's hungry. He's hungry, hungry, hungry. But the food is in his hand. To move it from here to his mouth, he's feeling lazy. He said, oh no. Just put it in my mouth yourself. Or else I won't eat. Yeah, That's a lazy man. So he knows the answer. You just open the mouth and say it. He won't say it. It's a lazy person. Or it's a proud person. It's a proud person. So immediately, you know, this person cannot lead. Cannot lead. Because you, you learn to lead by following. A lot of our men cannot lead. Because there were no fathers to teach them to. To, to, to lead them. So they can. They don't, leadership is not taught. You, you learn leadership by serving. As you are serving, you see that, oh, this is what to do. This is what to do. So our men... When they, they, they are in charge, they resort to violence. That's it. That's why there's gender-based violence. It's very popular here. 
they resort to violence. Out of frustration from not being able to lead, you see, it's something that is a simple discussion, they'll get angry. They can't lead. Absent of leadership. Church is now quiet. Cho-cho. Anyway. <clears throat> no, out of frustration. They can't even have a dialogue with you. Oh, they do this, then you rise and you do. Oh, your, 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 some of your requests are unreasonable. Instead of rising up as a man and dealing with issues, you see you are sitting there, you, and then when the lady tries to deal with the issue, then you are angry. You think you are the man in the house. The bulb is spoiled. Who should change it? Isn't it the man? You have been there three days. You have not changed it. So you come and see the lady has climbed on a table trying to change it. Then in the process, she pushes the blender and it falls down. Then the, the blender breaks. Then you start to complain. If you have changed it as a man, there will be no need for her to climb the table. Even you as a husband, when your wife climbs on the counter, are you okay? The only time you go on the counter is when you have anyway. Let's get to the word of God. Matthew 9.37, Jesus said, Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the vineyard. Why? Because the harvest indeed is Plenteous. Like, there's so much work to do. So there's the need for leaders. And the Basenta allows us to train leaders. And number seven, the Basenta allows, facilitates the fulfillment of the great commission. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. The Basenta helps us to fulfill the great commission. What is the great commission? Go ye into the world and preach the gospel and preach the gospel and preach the gospel. So when we have percenters, we are able to go into the communities to preach the gospel. Tonight I want you to pray that God will use you in this work. That God will use you in this percenter work. That God will use you. Lift your voice begin to pray, begin to pray begin to pray, begin to pray say Lord use me, if you can use anything, please use me, use me use me, use me use me, let this not just be a teaching, use me use me oh God use me oh God use me oh God use me Lord, use me oh God in the name of Jesus, use me Take my hand, Use me, O oh God. Lamba la ba ba, ronde be de kampala. Touch my heart, Lord. Use every single one of us. You can use in the name of Jesus, Lord. You can in, can, in the name use of me. Jesus, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. If you can ah, use anything, if you use can me, use anything, Lord, you can use me, Lord. Use me, use me. If use you me, can use anything, use me, Lord. Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, touch my heart, Lord. Speak to me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Father, thank you for everybody here present. Use us to your glory. 
in the name of Jesus. As you move these basentes forward, use every single one under the sound of my voice and cause them to flourish under them in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We break the hold of Satan upon our communities and we declare that souls will be saved through the work that we do. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. All right. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 83 773 1605. God richly bless you.